Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. And uh, my wife is with me. Can we say hello to Lisa? Lisa. I brought, we brought two of our ten children. Yeah. And um, you can ask about that later. I, you know, you guys are praising, praising Jesus, thanking God for his son. That's great. I just want to thank God for air conditioning. I know, I, I know that and some, some of you are already judging me and saying he's probably a pretty superficial kind of guy, you know, comfort creature type of person. Well, you'd be right. Uh, this morning, um, Pastor Joe came over and spoke at our church, and it was 90 degrees uh, in the uh, sanctuary. I didn't tell Joe that. I didn't want to psych him out. At the end of the sermon, though, it looked like he'd taken a shower. I mean, it was that bad. Um, but the sermon was that, was that good. Joe and, yeah, yeah. Joe and I are becoming good friends, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I love his, media, his social media prowess, and when I grow up, I want to be like him. But uh, in the meantime, I, I just, uh, if you're like me, I just, when I do social media, I think, how is this going to be interpreted by some random person comes to my mind, and I just never can send, never post it. But it just, that's just me. My wife knows exactly what it's all about in my head. She's lived with me for 30 years. Just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Woo! She still loves me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, ten. Yep. Six. Uh, four biological. As beautiful as, as my wife. And the other six are adopted. So, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we usually are praising him for them. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. So SAC, Center uh, Avenue Congregational Church, I can say it real quick, um, over 120 years old there in the corner of 3rd and Snyder in Mummerville, if you know where that is. Um, we, uh, we are really doing a church revitalization. I think that's the best way to put it, which makes us probably similar to what's going on here with the church plant. We are a multi-congregational church. Six different congregations meet every Sunday, so it's like Grand Central Station from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, we have uh, our church. We're the host church, uh, but we try not to be. Um, we are uh, Swahili English. We minister, our, our, our congregation is predominantly Congolese refugees. And uh, so today when, when Pastor Joe spoke, he was interrupted every sentence. This translation. That was great. Uh, but we have also uh, Nepali, Laotian, Burmese, uh, Spanish-speaking. Um, am I missing anyone? Corinne, thank you. That's Burmese as well. Many of our people are uh, uh, refugees besides our congregation. And uh, through our ministries, we are seeking to share the good news. And, uh, of course, these are the people that... May have had not much good news in, the, in their lives. And uh, we have seen, uh, we, we have heard their stories. And it's so good to hear your deliverance story, Irish. Uh, their story uh, of, 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 of trauma, of terror, uh, is, is terrible. It's just, just horrific. And uh, Lisa has a, a Bible study that she's uh, led off and on uh, through the American Bible Society headquartered in Philadelphia. And... Um, it's a, it's a trauma healing uh, Bible study. They use the Bible to help with, with trauma, which 
many of you probably know is 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 really a de- it can be a debilitating thing in a life but in the name of Jesus we can we can find victory over trauma as well and uh you know uh, where's the guitarist is he already gone what's his name again Dylan Dylan well Dylan doesn't know this but he's going to be part of the next exchange right yeah, we just did a pastor exchange. Next time we're going to do a worship. Well, you guys should probably know this. Um, should know about it. You're going to come over and do uh, a worship team exchange. And then we're going to bring our Swahili choir over. And, um, and unless you can speak Swahili, you'll just be enjoying it. That's all I can say. I don't know how much you'll get out of it. No, we'll, we'll bring over the team. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun. So exchange, that's cool. Um. What is our, I just want to pop up the verse here and then and pray about it, uh, pray about this message. I don't need to pray about it. Um, if, you, if I revealed those things, that this is, the, of course, the Apostle Paul in Galatians. Uh, and the crisis is, of course, that the, the Galatians have, uh, are abandoning uh, the gospel in so many words. He says, if I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For, though, for through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with... Let's, see, let's just read this together. How about that? This is, my, like my, this is my theme verse, I think. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And verse 21 should be up there. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes to the law, then Christ died for nothing. Father, help me, help me, help me with this incredible privilege of sharing your word to your saints. Oh, Father, I, I, I thank you for the worship that's already gone on. I mean, I add to that through, through the, the preaching of your word, through, through your spirit. Uh, Father, may you be glorified. Father, we pray for... Uh, hearts that are changed and transformed in the image of Jesus. Amen. So the other day I had, I, I had an epiphany. I'm sorry, I bet everybody does that in this church, you know. First, first time! Thank you! I'm here all week. Uh, try the veal. Um, I, was, I was driving on your New Jersey turnpike, and, and what, a boring, what a boring ride that is, except if you're listening to audio. Uh, audio bo- uh, book, and uh, I just I just sort of almost found this by accident. This book, and I, I, I never heard of the author. I don't, I still can't pronounce his last name. Um, but I, I turned it on, and and uh, he, the author who wrote it was was also reading it, and and he opened his book with a statement that just 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 nailed me. He said, and I quote: He said, first sentence, chapter one. He said, "I'm an unbeliever." He said that, and then the next sentence was. So are you. So are you. And I was like, what's this guy? Is this a Christian book? I double check. Yeah, it's a Christian book. And he said, I am not an unbeliever. I'm a pastor. I believed in Jesus for 40 years after all. I almost turned the thing off. But I continued to listen, and I began to think about what he was saying, and I began to realize, uh uh-oh, you know where I'm going. He was right. And so there on the turnpike, I, I confessed that I was an unbeliever. 
It's like an anti-conversion story here going on. I repented that I was an unbeliever. Some of you are looking at me strange. Who did Pastor Joe call to preach today? Is he a pastor? Really? Where's his credentials? Let's check the ID at the door. Uh, maybe he needs to pick a new profession. Now, I used to think that people fell into two categories. They were either believers or unbelievers. Either believed in Jesus Christ or you didn't. And, and, and yet, now after 20 plus years as a pastor, yes, I do, I do have the credentials if you want to look them up. I have, I have come to see things differently. I believe that everyone is, every Christian is an unbeliever. Wait, 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 wait for it. Is an unbeliever at least in some areas of their lives. Amen? Okay. <laughs> some of you are breathing sigh of relief. You know, this is... Having me over here is a real, you know, risk on your part there, brother. I didn't know if you know that. Yes, I am a believer. But there are times when I, I, and at times I don't even realize that I'm an unbeliever. There are days when I forget the promises of God or just simply don't believe them. And, and think about some of the things that Jesus has said to us, his children. <laughs> His, his followers, right? I mean, he says some amazing things, some shocking things, some hard things. I mean, I, I just decided to focus in on some of the promises. He, one time he said, he said, John chapter 8, verse 36, he said, I'm going to set you free. I'm going to set you free forever. Ah, rough paraphrase, but I think you know the verse. Another time he said, he said, I'm going to always be with you. Now, he's, he, was, he was leaving. In, in fact, he, he's left. He's, I'm going to always be with you. Forever. Matthew chapter 28. And, and, and then somewhere in between there, he, he said, I'm, I'm leaving and I'm going to go prepare a place for you. <laughs> These are amazing things, right? How you doing? Believe in them all. There are days when we, we struggle. With, and maybe those days correspond when we mess up. I mean, mess up again. <laughs> Or maybe it's, it's the other day I'm listening to NPR. Please don't listen to NPR. I mean, okay, if you must. I mean, but it, somebody said something and it just sort of, I don't know, implanted a little doubt in my heart. A little doubt. This is NPR, okay? This isn't Howard Stern. This is NPR, all right? And so... I don't know about you, but I begin to doubt sometimes his love and his good work in my life because, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a saint, but it's just not always as evident as I'd like it to be. But yet, I know the truth. We know the truth, amen? His love is forever. It never diminishes, never ends, never changes. He loves us with an everlasting love, a forever love. Did I, am I making myself clear? Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't feel like he loves us. And some days we struggle. We struggle, but it's okay to struggle. Can we stop with this, this pseudo-spirituality? Can we, can we be honest and say from time to time that I struggle believing? And there's a false teaching out there that says that the true believer never doubts. 
That's not the Bible I've read. We all struggle with unbelief. But though we struggle, we persist. We persevere. Amen? We're still proclaiming his name. We're still professing that Jesus is Lord. That hasn't stopped. Maybe it's not as loud as it was yesterday, but it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's coming back. God, God loves us when we God, God loves us, but he, he loves our trust. He loves our, our, our childlike faith. He marvels even. We see this in the, in the New Testament. He marvels. Remember the, the pagan centurion who, for all we know, didn't know anything about Jehovah God? And he, and he comes up to Jesus and, and he says, just, you know, long distance here. Could you heal? Could you heal my daughter? Just a word. It all it takes. All it takes is a word from you. Now, man, that is faith. Jesus marveled. Now, I believe, too, that if you lack faith, you, you can ask for it, like wisdom. Does the Bible say something like that? Yes, it does. I believe he gives faith, but then and without faith it is impossible to, to please God. Unbelief is, is the main thing. Or rather, belief, I'm sorry, is the main thing. Unbelief is our enemy. And, and so, yeah, maybe I'm making a profession today, a confession, I should say, that I struggle with unbelief, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to just mope around and say, honey, I... This is, Today I'm your unbelieving husband, and, and she'll say, oh, you're okay. That's all right, you know. Here, here, honey, I love you. My wife doesn't do that, by the way. I have, a, I have a tough love wife who doesn't put up with me when I'm a jerk. Joe, do you have a wife like that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> David, how do you know this? Uh, <laughs> We're not going to mope around, are we? We're not going to stay where we are. Jesus says, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. We're not going to be hypocrites, though, and say that everything's perfect when it isn't. So Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. How much time do I have left here? I'm sorry. Uh, ooh, only, only 13 more minutes. I'll make it fast. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Thank you. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. A couple things here. First of all, he's, he's talking about his life right now, right? His, his present life, the life in the flesh, he calls it. I, it doesn't sound like this church, any of you, any of you fall into this, this, this way of thinking, but, you know, I think I, I actually... You know, grew up as a young, a younger person. I, I, I sort of thought the gospel was about getting saved from, you know, for forgiveness of sins, amen, and, and eternal life and a place in heaven. And, you know, that was wonderful. But after that, you know, that was, you know, move on. You know, start, live your life. There are a lot of Christians out there that I think fall into that idea that the gospel is, is a future promise. And it is. And we glorify, we glory in that. But don't move on from the power of the gospel. Don't think that the power of the gospel is, is, is I don't even like to use the word just, 
is, 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 is just for the future. It's for the present. The gospel is for today, the life that I now live in the flesh. And it's, and it's not, it's, it's for all of your life. What issue do you have right now? What problem are you struggling with? The gospel has an answer. Jesus gives a better answer for life's issues. Well, <laughs> you know, what's your money problem? Do you, have problem, do you have a problem with your sexuality, your work, your families? Jesus is the good news for the afterlife, but Jesus is also good news for the everyday stuff of life right now. He has truth to offer everything for everything. He has better truth. His truth is better. And that's what Paul is saying here. The life that I now live in the flesh... And, and, this, and this faith isn't just wishful thinking, is it? His faith is in whom? It's in Christ. Who is Christ? Christ is, is the risen Son of God. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, and he's all-wise. Don't forget those things. His hope rests in Christ and in him alone. So what is Paul saying? Paul is saying that he continually, moment by moment, trusts in the great Christ. And because of that, Christ works in and through Paul to give him a spiritual effectiveness in all that he does. Plus, he's confident that Christ loves him. He says, he says, you see that? He says, I have faith in the Son of God who loved me. And how did he prove he loved me? He gave himself. He died for me. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I don't think we're asking enough of God. We're saying, well, that, that, that problem, well, I, I can handle that. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Are you foolish? <laughs> we need Christ for everything, for every issue, for every problem. Bring it all to the cross. <laughs> Our faith is in Jesus and in his gospel is good news. Here in Galatians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the believers in Jesus. But if you know what's going on here in this letter, why Paul wrote it, the Galatians had, had started, and, 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 you know, they had started with faith in Jesus, but so quickly they were putting their faith and hope in something else to make them right instead of Jesus, namely the practice of, of, of circumcision, right? But they didn't need Jesus plus. We don't need Jesus plus something else or more. Right? <laughs> Paul was calling them back to an awareness that, that the good news about Jesus is that Jesus is all you need for all of life. I, if I sound like Captain Obvious, I apologize, but it's been my experience that we all need to hear this simple 
profound truth over and over again. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves every day, maybe twice a day, maybe more. Remind ourselves of the salvation that we so desperately need, which is for all of life. I'm still learning how to live like that because I'm still an unbeliever, as you heard earlier. I don't want to stay this way. I want to move, I want to move on to be a life marked by faith. I want to, be a, I want to be, have a life marked by faith. I want to be like Paul, who, whose life was marked by faith in Christ. He viewed life through the lens of his faith in Jesus. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Do we know this verse? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation unto everyone who believes. Right? Think of that salvation is, of course, again, from, from sin and its power, but it's for everything in our lives. Salvation for all our weaknesses. Jesus is there to help you. So don't despair when you mess up. Don't be surprised either. But don't despair. You have Jesus with you. Lo, I am with you. <laughs> why does God want us? Why does God want us to believe in Jesus for everything? Well, because we don't have this. We didn't get this, did we? Turn it to Colossians chapter one, verse fifteen. For a minute, if you would. Colossians chapter 1. God, God's intent here, God's intent is to make everything about Jesus because it is through him that all things come into existence and it is in him that they are sustained. You know chapter, Colossians chapter 1? You know what I'm talking about? I love this verse. Maybe it's not as... General Electric Pop. Uh, General Electric Power Company, go eat popcorn. Does that help? Are you there? He is the image of the invisible God, verse 15, the first word. For by him and by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body of the church. He's the beginning of the firstborn. For, um, I'm skipping ahead here. Verse 19, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. That, that pretty much, I mean, that, that doesn't leave much <laughs> that Jesus is not doing. He wants, to, he wants to sanctify you. How do you get sanctified? What does sanctify mean? It's, it's a big word. It, it, just, it just means becoming more and more like Jesus. But how does that happen? Where are the Ten Commandments? I don't see them on the wall. I, I, I think the Ten Commandments are, are wonderful, and they're, of course, foundation, foundational. But giving you more law, I don't think is going to accomplish what you need. A more, a bigger, a longer list of do's and don'ts. No, you need more Jesus. You become, this book that I was reading, I can't pronounce the author's name. You become like what you believe in, he said. So becoming like Jesus requires believing him in him more and more in every part of your life. Sanctification, he writes, is moving 
from unbelief in Jesus to belief in him in the everyday stuff of life. He is at work in our lives, bringing about the good purpose. So, okay, we're going to build faith with five minutes left here. How are we going to build our faith? How are we going to be believers, not unbelievers? Well, you know, you know, there's a promise in the Scripture, Romans chapter 10, if you want to turn there, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word, or by hearing the word of Christ, right, or the word of God, by hearing the word of God. So we know that if we read more, if we listen more, if we memorize more, if we meditate more, we have this, this sure promise that God's going to build faith, right? So we can start with that. But I would suggest to you that it also comes by speaking it. I don't know if we're, you're aware of how important your language is, but your language defines you. It, it's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your culture. It's, it's what you think, right? At our church, uh, we speak two languages, English and, and Swahili. Most of our Congolese, of course, are trying to learn English. And um, I'm trying to learn Swahili, and every time I try to speak it, they just sort of laugh at me. Um, but that's okay. That's how you learn it, right, right Pastor Joe? It's hard to learn a new language, especially when it isn't the language that's spoken in the country. And I tell our people, I say, don't give up. It's gonna come. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize you're thinking in English. <laughs> and, I, and that day we'll, we can say, we can stamp on your floor, forehead fluent, <laughs> fluent in English. <laughs> I don't know why we do it there, but you, you can say you're fluent. This <laughs> so this evening I'm saying that every Christian needs to learn a language, another language. And you can speak with your own tongue. You don't have to learn Swahili. You don't have to learn a foreign language. But it has its own vocabulary. It has its own ideas. What language am I talking about? It's the language of Paul and Jesus. It's the, the gospel. Speak the gospel. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I feel like I'm sort of redundant up here because I heard the gospel spoke all over the place this, this, this morning when I... This, sorry, this evening when I came in. You guys get to hear the gospel spoke from your pastor constantly. That's a, that's a beautiful thing, Joe. You guys are blessed. Can you speak it with him? Do you speak it with him? I heard it. I heard it I, Irish, I heard you speaking the gospel. Hang around those who speak it. That's why you come out to church, right? And, but don't just, don't just come out to church. Get involved in it. As, as Pastor Joe and, and others, if, if you're not... If you're not already doing this, join them as they go to the, tr to the trailer park. As they speak the gospel to, to the homeless. So don't just attend church, participate and learn, hear the gospel, but participate in the work of the gospel. Get on a mission with your pastor. And as you speak it, you know, all the while just fill in your mind with the promises. Let the word of God dwell richly in your heart, Paul says. Before you know it, it'll just start coming out. Look at everything through the lens of the gospel. I just, we just, I just, I was working on my, I was working, trying to polish up this sermon, so it was a little rusty, or it's a little um, rough. It's, I was sitting, and a, f a family, knock, a woman knocks on my door. It's one of our refugees, and she's about to get evicted. She doesn't know how to find a house. It's crazy over in South Philly with gentrification and everything, and, and you know, I'm, my first attempt was, you know, I'll check the lease and, you know, I'll, I'll look on, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do all these things that I can do for you. 
And then I, and then I caught myself and I, I said, let's pray. Let's pray. You know, you're a child of God. And you know that, you know, when we go to God, we can ask him. We can ask him for bread. And he, and he gives us good things, right? He doesn't give us stone. We can ask him for, for fish. He doesn't give us a serpent, right? So remember who you are, Bora. You are a child of God, and he's going to take care of you. That's the gospel. Yeah, that's the gospel, isn't it? We can do this. Here, I'm going to give you a simple tool, and I, I'm about to go over. A simple tool, and then I'll be done, about how you can learn how to speak the gospel better. Again, I think you guys are well on your way. But here's, here's one simple method. Ask yourself, when you face your problems or the problems of somebody, ask yourself the question, how is Jesus the answer? I'm old enough to remember when G Jesus is the answer was a bumper sticker. Anybody else? There's a nod in the back. You know. He still is the answer, by the way. No bumper stickers. I haven't seen any. Do we even have bumper stickers? Yeah, we do. But ask yourself how Jesus is the answer. And don't just, you know, let think about it pray about it because sometimes actually that that is a tough question right but as you pray about it, as you read the scripture as you can uh, get counsel from godly men and women the answer will come to you the spirit will speak to you and as it as the answer comes you know what you're going to do you're going to speak forth gospel you're going to start talking gospel and all that remains is to believe is to believe and to trust that jesus is the answer so I'm, I'm about done, but anybody with me, I want more faith. So we know what to do tonight. We know to read the word, continue to, to, to let it dwell richly in us, meditate, memorize. But we also want to speak the word, become gospel fluent. And maybe, maybe tonight we can, we can just sort of I don't know if this helps you think. Maybe bow your heads. I, don't, I won't think you're sleeping. Bow your heads and close your eyes and just ask yourself, you know, what, what is my problem right now? What are my issues right now? I want you to, I want you to bring that problem to Jesus' feet. And I want you to ask him, Show me how you are the answer, how your wisdom is the answer, how your power is the answer. And he will. <laughs> he will give you an answer. Amen. Amen.